This is Warrior Podcast, changing the world by introducing warriors to the warrior god. I'm Elizabeth Andrade, here with Connor and Mario. How have you been doing lately? I'm not talking about like just the service level. I know your first reaction is probably to say, oh, fine, oh, good. No, but I'm talking about like, how have you really been doing? How have we been doing? I mean, isn't that the whole point of the body of Christ? We're supposed to walk together in the real mm. Like, what's that's going a, on? That's yeah. a sermon right there. Like, <laughs> That'll preach. I'm talking about saying, I'm fine. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. How are you? Oh, I'm good. And, and if you're in church on Sunday morning, it's, oh, I'm good. Praise the Lord. How are you doing? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Better than I deserve. If you're a Dave Ramsey fan, better than I deserve. Better than I deserve. <laughs> I heard someone say that in public the other day. And I was like, Dave? Uncle Dave, is that you? <laughs> That's awesome. So ingrained in my head. If you're not aware, Dave Ramsey is like a financial guy. and He always says that. He does like this Q&A thing. Whenever someone calls in, hey, Dave, how are you? Better than I deserve. What can I do for you? That's just his thing. But I'm doing good. <laughs> That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yes, yeah, I'm doing too. all right. Yeah. We are recording via distance. Life happens. Today. Life happens. But that's okay. It happens. Life just happens, man. Life just happens. Hopefully, this is big news on my end is I'm back on the I, the iPhone gang. Right. We were so excited. Both of us were like jumping out of our seat when we saw the text turn blue. Yes. That was my, <laughs> that was like a really big yell. Like yeah. I was literally yelling <laughs> in the house and Elizabeth, what happened? And said, Connor got an iPhone. Yep. So like, we saw the blue text. <laughs> yeah. It went. The last conversation we had was green and then it was blue. And then we saw those dot, dot, dot of the typing. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. I'll tell you, I have <laughs> never been bullied more in my life than like the two years that I held an Android phone. I've never been bullied <laughs> more in my life than for just holding an Android in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, please forgive us if we have contributed <laughs> to every to that. Every iPhone. I'm and now I'm going to bully people that have an Android because I'm back on the iPhone gang. That's just how it works. It's the, best, yeah, it's the best gang to be in. Apparently, it really is. It really is. Yeah, you get told if you're an Android user that you are like the bane of all group chat existence you just ruin group chats by your very presence the most annoying thing is when you try to like or like react to someone's text and it just sends a separate text like elizabeth laughed at your text like what? <laughs> yeah that usually happens like i don't know mm-hmm. there is the one, one person. person and connor that was it. you it was, it was. <laughs> like, right. there is a text group and there is that one person that has the android phone it turns the whole thing green and you can't like do anything that you do it but that's okay you're here now and that's all that matters that's right that's right we're here now we're here now my whole this is one last thing on the side phone thing my my i've got a fantasy football because fantasy football is life i have a fantasy football group chat and i was for the past few years i've been that one guy everyone else had an iphone and we had a group chat going and they finally got sick and tired of you know me like messing because somehow it's really probably a flaw on the Apple system. Why can't iPhones handle an Android in their group chats? That's a, that's a question for another day. But these, these guys were so accommodating. They all switched to group me, which is like a group chat app because of me holding an Android. And I'm scared to tell them now that I'm back on the iPhone game because we've all migrated <laughs> over group me and it's been going fine. And I'm scared to tell them that we could actually go back to an iPhone now. <laughs> I mean, if I was in your situation, I would I'd probably feel the same way. I'm just gonna keep it quiet. I'm just gonna keep it quiet for as long as I can. <laughs> I'm sure there will be that one guy that will text you in private and see the blue text. Right, freak what? out. How long has this been going on? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Why didn't you tell us? <laughs> yes. But in other news, 
Have you been watching the news lately? Look at that transition. In other news, <laughs> the news is unreal, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Like, Absolutely. I mean that literally. The news is unreal. It's not news if it's unreal. Really? Honestly. Honestly. And I think I, I was struck by this just this past Sunday. I was struck by this crisis. And calling it a crisis might be a bit of a clickbait headline. I enjoy a, a nice clickbait headline here and there. But I do think that this this is a, a serious problem. I think that that we have – and this is not new, right? This thought that we have – we are at a loss of critical thinking in our society. I'm far more concerned about the church, about God's people, than I am about the culture, right? So so I'm, I'm very concerned about the loss of critical thinking within the church, within God's people, God's family, God's kingdom. But I think that as we've grown accustomed to taking salacious news headlines at face value without any further research or deeper reflection, so too many people have taken biblical teaching from social media posts or videos at face value without any further research or deeper reflection. And I think that this is a terrible problem. First of all, you can retweet that. That was that was great. Second of all, I don't know. Could we maybe dive into some examples of how the church maybe does that through social media? Like, what would some examples of that be? Tell me if you agree with this. If we're just reading one verse in the Bible and just interpreting it out of context, just because you didn't really take time to read what is actually going on at that time, at that chapter, at least, that's pretty much like reading the headlines and not getting the full picture of what's going on. It absolutely is. I think I think this kind of phenomenon has, has plagued us everywhere. I think it's true theologically. I think we see Christians doing exactly what you just described, bro, taking one verse that they see on social media or one misquoting of a verse that they see on social media and running with that, framing their understanding of God off of that. I think we certainly see this with people in their understanding of pop culture, their understanding of what's going on in the world by taking just one news headline, not reading the article, not reflecting on it, not doing further research, not cross-checking sources, and just forming their whole worldview on that headline. And you, I mean, this would be like this would be like watching your favorite movie, heading into the movie theater halfway through the movie, watching it for 30 seconds, and then going around and describing the plot of the movie to people. Might not be as accurate as if you watch the whole movie. Definitely not. Definitely not going to be accurate. And and so like this is I think been made popular. Like I think most people would be able to understand this point if we just talk about news headlines. Like we take news headlines, right. we don't do further reflection, we don't do further research. And I think the point that we're trying to make is yes, that's true and that's a serious problem and we'll talk about that. And also, it's even worse when Christians do this with the scriptures, when they take verses out of context, when they take misquoting Versus out of context, they see some random post on Facebook and then they form their whole theology off of that. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's it's like it's detrimental to our faith because it's the most important story that we need to understand out of, you know, anything in this world. Yes, it is. Detrimental is a perfect word. So what would scripture say about um, this idea of, you know, just reading the headline and not understanding the full story? Yeah, I mean, the, the scriptures, people are continually surprised by how relevant the scriptures are. People are continually surprised by how poignantly the scriptures speak to all aspects of life. So, of course, there's wisdom in in the Bible. There's wisdom in the Bible that would that would speak to this issue, that would encourage us to be critical thinkers. And so, I would look first and foremost at the books of wisdom. 
the wisdom literature in Scripture, that is the Psalms and Proverbs and Song of Solomon and Ecclesiastes, these books all deal with wisdom and how to think rightly about the world. And in Proverbs in particular, the authors there spend a lot of time reflecting on the way that the world is the way that things work, and how we ought to think rightly about them. So the first verse we're going to look at is Proverbs 18, verse 17, which says, The first to present his case seems right, till another comes forward and questions him. Wow. I mean, how often do we, especially like I think about the news, how often do we see something presented only in one light and we don't look at the other side or we don't get a chance to hear the other person's story. I mean, how often does does that happen? It it seems pretty frequent to me. I mean, that's the first thing that I think of when I read this verse. That's true. And um, before you think to yourself, warrior, that we are actually getting one isolated verse (laughs) out of the Bible, uh, you can go ahead and read the whole chapter if you want to. But this is pretty clear that we have to examine both sides of the issue. Yeah, that's a good point, man. That's a good point. Yeah, (laughs) We set ourselves up for that one, right? Just using one. (laughs) (laughs) Here we are reading one. (laughs) But Proverbs is one of those books that um, there's a lot of verses that are just kind of like what Proverbs, you know, sentences that are wise advices. But yeah, here we are. <laughs> You're right. Sayings of wisdom, um, but it's so true. It, it's it's such a it's such an issue where you know one side seems correct. You you turn on Fox News, you hear one thing. And then you just get outraged and you're like, well, how could the liberals be doing this? They're so stupid. And then another person turns on CNN and they hear one thing and they're like, how can the conservatives do this? They're so stupid. And so like my ba- my basic paradigm is and this this was actually a challenge given to me by a professor that I had. And his challenge to me and to us as as students in theology, students in religion, was if you can't winsomely articulate the opposing viewpoint, you do not understand the issue. So if, if you can't, when it comes to any issue, pick any issue you want, be it political, be it theological, be it a sports debate, right? Like if you can't articulate the opposing side, the other team's perspective, in such a way that they would agree with how you explain it, you do not understand the issue. Right. So there's definitely value to understanding the other side because, well, as Proverbs says, there's two sides to every story is basically what Proverbs 18, 17 is saying. And we need to look at both sides to be able to understand where another person is coming from who may not have the same views as us. And it's good to examine and see where, where we could be wrong as well. Yeah. Like, how, how are you going to know that you're right on an issue if you've never heard the other perspective? Right. That's right. Have you guys ever, I don't know, maybe in, in school, the teacher writes a six, a number six on a piece of paper, put two This is a homework assignment. Kids. Homework yeah. assignment. Okay, there give them a piece of paper, write down the number six. Yeah. And then uh, you put one person in each side of the paper and one person will see a six or the other person will see a nine. They both have different perspectives of the same exact issue. Yeah, that's powerful. That's a simple but powerful demonstration of exactly what we're talking about. And so I think as as Christians, we need to be able to understand two perspectives. And and often, like so often too, we just want to reduce things to two perspectives. We want to make things either A or B. And sometimes it's C. Sometimes issues are more complicated. Sometimes they require nuance. 
but we're never going to be able to see that, hey, this is actually a six to this person because of where they're standing and a nine to this person because of where they're standing. If we don't back up, take that 30,000 feet view. And obviously, as Christians, we want to use scripture. We want to use the story of God to understand the world around us. Right. And then when the scripture comes in and we use scripture and the love of God to understand the world around us, then we are able through Christ to unite the person who sees the six and the person who sees the nine. Christ reigns over all and we can be united in that sense. Yes. And you will never be able to use scripture if you don't read scripture. It's impossible because you don't know what was the principle of your foundation. And it's very important for you to actually read and not just listen to somebody and try to understand from somebody else, which is also good. You can learn a lot from other people's experiences, but I think it's very important for us to seek our own experience with God, especially using more often uh, God's word. Mario, I think that that's fantastic. And so because of what Mario just said, I want to just reiterate that point. That's so good, man. Warrior, don't misunderstand us. Don't read Proverbs 18, 17 and think, oh, well, there must be no truth then. Like if this person sounds right and then this person sounds right too, then we just all respect everybody's opinion and just sing kumbaya at all times and never disagree with people. That's not, that's not what we're saying at all. What we're saying is there is objective truth and that truth is founded in scripture. And we need to understand scripture. We need to read scripture. We need to live and breathe God's word so that we can rightly see and understand the world around us. So what happens whenever we spend hours watching the news or checking, I don't know, our Apple News app every five minutes, every time there's a notification and we never open our Bible? Yeah, anxiety is what happens. We, we become more anxious and that's exactly what happens. And honestly, this has been one of the more convicting things as I've gotten back on the, the iPhone train is that it tells you, it has the screen time report thing. That one hurts. And uh, it tells me how much time I've spent on my phone each day. It tells me how much time I've spent on social media. And it is, it shouldn't be shocking, but it has struck me as shocking just in the past two, you know, week, in the past week that I've had this new phone that the days where I feel so anxious are the days where I'm on social media the most. There is a direct correlation between anxiety, angst, and the amount of time that we spend watching the news and browsing aimlessly social media. And so it's so important. Like it sounds like such a lame church pastor point to make, like, hey, you need to read your Bible. But man, there's life to be found in there because God God breathed those words of scripture. He breathed them and he crafted them. God has revealed himself to us through Jesus Christ and through his word. So God wants to speak to you in his word. God wants to, to give you eternal life in his word. He wants you to discover the beauty and glory of Jesus Christ in the word of God. So God wants to meet you in there. It's, it's not just a lame church pastor point. Scripture is just so important. It's so important. It's not, it's not something that you need to be doing out of obligation. It's something that you need to be doing if you want abundant life. Amen. Yeah, there's, I mean... I can't agree with what you just said more. The days that I feel the most anxious are the days that I spend the most time on social media. And why is that? That's because we're seeing all these these scary and terrifying things that are being shown to us that affect our emotions and are, are created to affect our emotions also and created to make us behave emotionally rather than, you know, inspect everything in a logical and rational state. 
And I mean, I mean, to me, sometimes I think that's what the news sites do to us to make us keep coming back for more. It keeps us in an emotional height, emotionally heightened state where we feel like we have to go and know what's going on all the time, where there is value to know what's going on in the world. But it's not healthy for us to to like be focused on that with so much of our time that we're ignoring the Bible. We're ignoring the word of God. We're ignoring the one thing that will bring us peace. Especially us as Christians. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important for us to. Um, grow spiritually um, we need to know God and what's a the best way to to know God um, reading scripture is actually one of the best ways mm-hmm. because like Connor said the scripture is the word of God we can clearly see the results of reading scripture when we start to put this in a daily basis mm-hmm. we see results and we see our Perhaps addictions go away because I, I do believe sometimes phone becomes an addiction. Mm-hmm. It's not just uh, drugs and alcohol and, and all of those things that are also addicting, but there are so many things that we are addicted to that we don't even realize. And scripture has a, a very high impact in our lives. And it makes a lot of difference when we are filled with scripture, when we guard and save and put in place scripture in our hearts because we tend to respond and act in a different way. It definitely makes us stronger, especially spiritually. Well, and, and too, when we're looking at scripture every day, that's when, as we discussed before, that's when we're able to kind of take a 30,000 foot view and see things for what they are, you know? Right. We can clearly see in Ephesians that scripture is the sword of the spirit. Connor, we, we had training to use our weapons in the military, right? And imagine if the instructor just had given us the weapons and we never had used it before. We would probably mess up. We would probably mess up at some point. The result would be detrimental. Yes, the result would be, well, the worst possible, right? And scripture, I like to make this comparison. Uh, scripture could be compared to, to our weapon because like we can see in Ephesians, is the sword of the spirit. And if we don't know how to use it, we can be in bad shape. We will only be able to use it if we practice, if we read, if we're constantly trying to seek more information and understanding what God wants to talk to us. That's so good, man. Seriously, that's so well said. And you're right, man. You're right. The practical benefits are on both sides. Practically, if you spend all your time absorbing news headlines and aimlessly scrolling social media, practically, you're going to be more anxious. Conversely, practically, if you spend your time meditating on God's word, if you spend your time praying, if you spend your time in the presence of God, practically, you're going to have more peace. You're going to have more joy because you're going to experience greater intimacy with God. Yes. Further, so further, you guys said two things. You brought up two things that I want to talk about a little bit further. Number one, Mario, you taught, you mentioned the fact that we are addicted to our phones. And that is spot on, man. That is spot on. So I think I think that's a massive challenge for Christian discipleship in this day and age in, in the 21st century is that we are absolutely addicted to our phones. And here's the test, okay? Warrior buckle up. I'm going to give you the test to see if you are addicted. This isn't the only test, but this is one foolproof test. If you do this, or if you see someone doing this, then they're addicted to their phones. You ready? Warrior, if this is you, just know that I love you. Okay. There is, (laughs) 
<laughs> Romans 8.1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ. If you are in Christ, there is no condemnation for you. There's simply an invitation to return home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here, here's the test. This only applies to men. Sorry, Elizabeth. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm, maybe, I'm good. I'm off the hook. Okay. Maybe there's, maybe there's an alternative though <laughs> that we could come up with. Here's, here's the test. If you, a man, if you are utilizing a urinal, and you pu- and you pull out your phone. <laughs> oh boy! And you pull out your phone and start scrolling social media. You are addicted, bro. You are addicted. <laughs> you you have a problem, and you need you need to seek help. And uh, we are here to help you. We would love to help. Oh you. boy! Have you seen pe- Mario? Have you seen people do this? <laughs> I have not. I have not. <laughs> Thankfully. Thankfully, yeah. You smack them. I have the urge to smack them every smack time. Smack their I phone into the urinal. I see it all oh the time. My. People use a urinal and then they pull out their phone and start scrolling Instagram or start scrolling social media. Like you cannot just sit there for 30 to 60 seconds of silence without having your brain stimulated by some, you know, news app or by some social media. That's addiction, man. Wow. It sure is. Definitely. I, I can't agree with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> now that I've said it, it's going to be one of those things, Mario. Now that I've said it, you're going to start seeing people do that everywhere. Yeah, most likely. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, that, so that's a problem. Yeah, that's but, definitely... <laughs> but on, on the real note, on a real note, like um, on this point of addiction to your phone, like silence is such a gift. Silence is a spiritual discipline. Uh, renowned pastor Dallas Willard has this great quote where he says, hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. And similarly, Rich Velotis, a a pastor in New York City, in New York City says, the speed we live at does violence against our souls. So if, if we are just constantly moving, if we're constantly thinking, if we're constantly having our brains stimulated by social media, by these apps on our phones, if we never take time to sit in silence and to reflect and to deeply think about things and to pray and to meditate, you you are going to be affected in a negative way. How could you not have anxiety? How could you not be angsty? If your brain is constantly looking at something, constantly longing for dopamine, constantly longing for, you know, that refresh button to be hit so that you just might see the next salacious headline or the next great post. Like if you're not taking time away from those things, I just don't understand how how you can't experience angst. Yeah, I mean, that's very well said, because if we don't take the time to stop and slow down, we're wasting our lives. We're just we're we're hurrying and we're running and we're rushing. But where are we going? You know, like we're not going anywhere unless we're going towards Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we tend to say that we can't hear God's answering our prayers or we can't hear God speaking to us. Most of the times it's because we're making too much noise. Yeah, we, don't speak, yeah. we don't sit in silence. That just reminded me of um, Elijah, who was, um, you know, on, on top of a mountain and he was waiting for the presence of the Lord because God said that the presence of the Lord is about to pass by. And there was a powerful wind and there was an earthquake. There was, you know, the rocks were shattering apart and then there was a fire and he didn't hear God's voice in any of those. But he heard God's voice in a whisper after all those things had passed. And God said, what are you doing here, Elijah? So it's interesting that you say that because we never take the time to slow down and listen. If we're constantly just rumbling around and rambling around and listening to all the noise, we won't hear God's voice unless we take the time to slow down and listen for the whisper. Thank you for listening to us. If you want to trust in Christ, or if you want to learn more about making Him the authority over your life, or if you want to learn more about us, send us a message on our Instagram at 
WGM HQ. That's WGM HQ. We will make sure that someone gets in touch with you. This has been Warrior Podcast with Connor Shanahan. Warrior God Ministries' mission is to change the world by making disciples among military members and first responders and equipping them to be disciple makers and missionaries in their respective communities for the glory of Jesus Christ.